Megavon and friends, welcome to another episode of the Lord of the Wrongs podcast, the only Tolkien podcast the professor himself would dismiss as juvenile and crass. My name's Dan Zerby, and I'm here with the uh, Mariadoc to my peregrine, Sean Kelly, and together uh-huh. we will... <laughs> yeah, I gave you the better Hobbit. and uh, uh, Thanks. Yeah, yeah, you got it, man. And together, <laughs> together we'll be discussing the adap- news, writings, adaptations, games, everything. You guys, you've heard the intro before. We're talking about the Legendarium. Unless they and, haven't. <laughs> unless they haven't. Unless this is the first episode you're listening to, in which case, uh, hi, welcome, guy. <laughs> or uh, gal, yeah, or whatever, you know. Hi, I'm, we're just glad you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is, a, this is a bit of a return to form. Uh, yeah yeah it definitely is i mean uh last episode on tom bombadil was was pretty good and uh i think we gotta have yeah we just we gotta get back to our our goofy bits and shit <laughs> it's yeah <laughs> yeah we can't just leave all the goofs up to tolkien himself no so I mean, we... he's he's done very little in the past like 40 years which is not a criticism it's just an observation yeah, and it's uh, it's not know, his fault. It's, it's a bummer. I bet Tolkien would have <laughs> it, been it uh, big on meme pages. But <laughs> speaking of uh, you know memes and all that, yeah, we've got to we've got to check ourselves into uh, the correction corner here. Yeah, I we think. sure do. It's my turn this week. <laughs> yeah, so I officially humble myself before the great audience that we have of the Lord Prostrate, of the podcast. Prostrate. Yeah. Okay. I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, my Tolkien fun fact last week was um you know it I feel like it started off pretty good. But uh I got greedy there at the end. So I started off by saying that the old forest uh just west of the uh excuse me just east of the Shire was inspired by Sherwood Forest. That's from Robin Hood Men in Tights. From Robin Hood Men in Tights. I mean, that's, that's where it really... less believable. It's yeah. significantly less believable. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Mel Brooks did have some movies out while Tolkien was around, so it's he, he might have been a Mel Brooks fan. I, I don't really know. I, I don't think he was a big uh, movie buff, though. So Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure... History of the World Part One inspired some of his uh, you <laughs> definitely know, yeah. work, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, y- you can't win them all, Zerb. We'll, we'll yeah. just have to get them next time around. Yeah, next time around. <laughs> but but you fessed up. And, I did, uh, I, you know, and now I feel really good. I feel a lot. I feel like a weight's been lifted off my shoulders, and that we can proceed with the episode as planned. Well, let's put a weight back on your shoulders, uh, and you can <laughs> bear the topic of the One Ring, which is uh, what we're going to be talking yeah, about today. It sure is. Yeah, we're going to be discussing the One Ring, um, everyone's favorite piece of minimalist jewelry. Uh, um, I mean, I don't know if it's well. Uh, yeah, I guess if you if well, you see it, it's yeah, the, probably your favorite. Pretty yeah, much I guess it's not minimalist uh, in general. Just its appearances. Uh, it's just a plain gold band. 
not dissimilar yeah. to your standard wedding ring, except it marries you to uh, the Wraith world, I guess. <laughs> if yeah. you're immortal. And, and sort of a large chunk of a spirit of pretty much undying evil but besides that <laughs> pretty pretty minimalist yeah <laughs> yeah that's right <laughs> it you know it sure it contains the essence of <laughs> incredibly powerful and deathless being uh bent on you know world domination but it's pretty simple and pretty from you know from what everybody uh, says, <laughs> I mean, well, that that yeah, everybody does say that it's uh, it is just a plain gold ring, and yet uh, several times through, uh, I mean, yeah, through Lord of the Rings, it's it's the mentioned like it's beautiful, it's perfect. There's not a mat scratch on it's it, not precious. a mark. It is. It's very very precious. Anyway, uh, so yeah, we're talking about the ring today. So, why don't we just start off with how it was made? I mean... Yeah, so, I mean, those of you who've watched uh, the first season of Rings of Power uh, <laughs> know how incredibly rushed... They get there. <laughs> yeah, how incredibly rushed that, the, the, the making of the Elvish rings were. Um, so, yeah, as we... As you probably know, if you've seen the movies, all these rings were made around the same time. You know, we have the three elvish rings of power. We have seven rings of power for the uh, dwarves and nine rings of power for men. And then there's just the one, which is kind of the boss of the other rings, excluding the elvish rings. They're like kind of on the same management uh, level, though, in a certain way, because, you know... He he can't control them because he doesn't know who's right. wearing them or like where they are. He just can't yeah, see and, them. Well, and well, Sauron had a hand in creating all of the rings except for the three elvish rings. He taught that uh, s- skill to Celebrimbor, but uh, he didn't have any part of their making, so he doesn't have control over them. Uh, so, yeah. So he made the the one ring to dominate all the other rings. Yeah, that was. I guess that's the end of the episode, right? That's pretty much. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that about sums up. And and that's about it. (laughs) Um, Yeah, he, and that was basically his. You know, obviously his plan all along. But uh, I mean, he was he was basically just seeking to. That was like his big gambit. Uh, because he spread them throughout all the free peoples and then wanted to use the power of the one ring to, you know, obviously dominate all the other ones. But the only way he could do that was by pouring a bunch of his own spirit into the one ring. A lot of his power. uh, Yeah. I mean, really, most of his power goes into that ring. Which is why when Isildur cuts it off at the end of the Second Age, it uh, he goes away for a good long time. Yeah, he he isn't killed. Obviously. No, he can't really be killed because he's a spirit. I mean, he's a he's a Maya, so he can't be killed exactly. He can be but, dealt with. <laughs> I mean, but yeah, yeah, he can't, he can't kill a spirit that helped sing the world into existence. So, <laughs> I mean, so he he had already been sort of 
it, after he got uh, crushed underneath the entire ocean. Uh, spoiler for <laughs> Rings yeah, of Power. Spoilers for <laughs> Rings of Power. Yeah. He. I mean, the Silmarillion's been out for nearly forty years. I don't think that counts as a spoiler. Yeah. Uh, let's just. We should just have a spoiler warning for just the whole story. <laughs> it's, it's it's assumed. But anyway, he yeah. he was crushed beneath the waves, and so he lost the ability to, you know, have his fair form anymore. Right. And then when Isildur cut no the ring from Sauron. his hand, yeah, now we just get the the sort of goth, badass metal <laughs> sort of Sauron. Yeah, yeah, member of Gwar Sauron. <laughs> he he sort of lost his ability to become corporeal again, especially, you know, like, once the ring was removed from him. So, yeah, he had to gather power back to him again before he could take actual physical shape. Yeah. Once again, which, which, by the way, I know in, you know, the Peter Jackson movies, you know, we see him only as this, like, giant flaming eyeball on top of the Tower of Baradur. But, uh, he is actually, like, he has a body again. He's just a guy. Yeah, we just never see. He just doesn't show up. He just lets everybody do his talking for him, basically. <laughs> yeah, which I, I mean, I guess I it's see a smart why. Play, really. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he is not... he is weak. He does not have the ring, and that still is most of his power. So yeah, it, it, I can see why they uh, like added the the big eye in the movies because it's right. You needed it's pretty something. Hard. Yeah, you just, need something just, to represent like <laughs> the antagonist of 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 the three films. Yeah, just something because he's completely you just never see him in the books. Yeah, yeah, he's he never shows up, which is like a an interesting literary choice, but it it works yeah. in a way. It's like well, you're it's, seeing it, his hand yeah. the whole time. Right, yeah. Well, it, it gives him a, a a lot of mystery and uh, it makes him a little scarier because you don't know what he looks like. You don't know what what form he's in exactly. We don't know, you know. So it it, it adds that mystery and makes him a little uh, adds to the feeling of not that he's omnipotent, but he could be because you don't know. You know, <laughs> it's like how yeah how powerful really is he because we don't see him at any point. And uh, so. The I guess that's part of the like the only reason really that the ring is so powerful is because of his spirit. I mean, as we said, it was right. just a, a golden band. It's, yeah, it didn't have mithril or any sort of gem or anything on it except for the inscription upon it, yeah. which which you only see when it's hot, when it's when it's exposed yeah. to fire or Sauron's burning hand. <laughs> Yeah, which is once again pretty metal. <laughs> it's it. I mean, yeah, most of the imagery around Sauron is pretty fucking metal. <laughs> so, from memory, <laughs> I believe the inscription reads, "Ashnazg." Oh, you're doing uh, the dark speech. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Me, bro. Uh, uttering it in my uh, in my own home here, <laughs> Ashnazg uh, Dubertaluk, Ashnazg Gimpatul, Ash Ashnazg 
something. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, damn it. I'm trying to get it. I'm like... Uh, Ashi... La... Something about Kashi the Serial. Uh, we probably shouldn't read the whole thing anyway so it plays into our favor but what it basically it's the it's the inscription that you've probably all heard it's uh you know one ring to roll them all one ring to man you were pretty close by the way it's what yeah ashnazk uh ashnaz Look, <laughs> yeah, these are very difficult. Ashi. To I always forget the last one. It's it's Ag Burzum Ishi Krimpatul. Ag Burzum Ishi Krimpatul. Yeah, yeah. Which uh, one ring to rule them all? One ring to find them? One ring to bring them all? And in the darkness, bind them. There you go, man. You guys uh, know it. You've seen the movie. Yeah. You see in the first minute of Fellowship of the Ring? Ian McKellen's read on that is just so hardcore. <laughs> I know, it's so great when he says it in in, in, in Bag End to Frodo, and it's just it's that smash cut to Frodo packing his bags is so great. <laughs> but I, it, it's really interesting, too, because the Black Speech is just, uh, you know, a Tolkien sort of made it to be like a harsh sounding uh yeah. language to the western <laughs> ear and hard to pronounce and 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 a very rough uh rough to hear yeah yeah sort of scary but um yeah. it's it's written in tengwar which is the elvish hey. script and it's you know it's a really beautiful written language so it, yeah it's, it's just, gorgeous yeah there's a lot of weird um, sort of yeah. Sauron didn't come up. Yeah, he didn't come up with his own characters for his language. So you know, I, th- I believe somewhere it said it was the only thing fine enough to put on the uh, and like fit on the ring. Oh yeah, that's not... yeah. Just practically, it was a good choice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, it, it, I mean, it's hard to put runes on there too. You know, it's like that's a lot of. Uh, a lot of words to fit around a relatively small piece of jewelry <laughs> yeah so it just wrote it in like this kind of skinny script and uh yeah i, I mean clearly it worked because he <laughs> yeah. turned like nine dudes into walking raids <laughs> yeah it sure did yeah yeah i think yeah. Uh, yeah as we've mentioned before it did it dominated the men the dwarves were uh, he could control them on some level, but they were mostly corrupted by their rings. Um, and so, like, nobody, you know... They, yeah, it didn't really corrupt... Happened. Yeah, it didn't corrupt the dwarves like they, like anybody else. I mean, they really they didn't fall to those rings. I mean, what really... What those rings did is just kind of, for the dwarves, is bring out, like, the less uh savory aspects greed, of like mostly. the dwarvish culture and personality. Yeah, it's like you become more greedy, basically. Um, <laughs> and then yeah, like we said, the uh the elves, he just couldn't dominate them, but it's only because he didn't know where they were and they were powerful enough to resist him. But if he yeah. found out 
you know, where they were, he could, he could have, uh, you know, taken control of the elves. I don't think that's correct, sir. <laughs> no, it is because uh, they that they they I think that when they're in Lorien, they're talking about how if uh, you know, like Sauron doesn't know where they are. I mean, how well the the, the elves. The elven rings lost their power once the one ring was destroyed. If they were Correct. completely independent, they would have Well, continued. right, they weren't completely independent. But I don't think Sauron had contr- didn't have like control over those rings. Like those rings wouldn't corrupt the elves in and of themselves. I don't because he didn't I, mean, he, I don't know. He didn't have he a hand in con- their making. So Yeah, but that that just means they had it had less control, and he also just didn't know of their existence for a while, and then he didn't know where they were. But I believe I believe Galadriel says Galadriel or somebody, you know, great. If I had like an ebook, I would look this up. I, I know. I, was saying, like, <laughs> I should get an ebook version. It would be way faster. You can just kind of search. <laughs> yeah, but. They basically are, you know, worried. Like if they, if Sauron finds out where they are, he could dominate them from afar. Basically, like he could just mm. bend all his will on those people. But you know, agree to disagree about this. <laughs> yeah, small point. Well, of if lore. you have some insight and you'd like to uh, share it with us to be shared in a later episode, please write us an email <laughs> to Lord of the Wrongs Podcast at gmail dot com. And uh, yeah, yeah, please do. Please, uh, please also send a uh, page number. Cite your sources. <laughs> if we can figure out the answer on our own, then whoever is wrong we'll have to submit it to correction corner next episode that's the deal yeah <laughs> uh, and... so yeah galadriel well, doesn't really anyway. get very specific i'm re- I'm looking at the mirror of galadriel chapter where she shows frodo that she does in fact wear nenya uh that el- the one of the elven rings uh but doesn't really get very specific on uh, anything other than she is the keeper of Nenya, and Sauron suspects, but he does not know not yet. And then says, "If you succeed, our power is diminished." But yeah. other than that, it doesn't. Well, she doesn't, she doesn't get very specific here. I don't know. I'm looking on some wiki, and it uh, it does say that uh, when Sauron created the One Ring, the elves who wore the rings. We're aware of him, yeah. Heard his voice and realized they had been deceived and took off their rings. Right, yes. Until they defeated him in the at the end of the Second Age. And then uh, they were safe to wear them. Right. Yeah, I, I don't know. Who, who knows? We'll figure that out later. But anyway. I say, um, yeah. <laughs> we'll, <laughs> we'll do, we'll, we'll, we'll cover all this if necessary, in correction corner. (laughs) (laughs) So the one ring, you know, obviously can't be destroyed except for in the fire of Mount Doom. Sorry, Gimli, your axe might be of dwarf make, but it's no match for uh, the one ring. Not going to cut it, unfortunately. Literally. Um, Like, it's literally not going to cut it. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Literally and figuratively, not going to cut it. But uh, did you want to talk about the powers of the One Ring? Because that sure, is open yeah. to speculation. I would yeah, say. Yeah. So, so it's it's very interesting, actually. I I didn't really even consider this. So, if you're a mortal person and you put on the ring, as we know, you turn invisible. You know, you kind of you 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 are visible to the wraith world and you are also still kind of obviously in the regular world because you're walking around uh so yeah that's that's really what happens if 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 you're mortal if you were say gandalf and you put the ring on i don't believe it would make you invisible because he's not really a more he's not a mortal he's not like you know yeah i mean it doesn't make sauron invisible yeah. right he's a maya uh it would corrupt him i mean it will it'll corrupt any who who possess Pretty much it without obviously fail. Yeah. yeah i mean the only person yeah there's 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 no one it wouldn't corrupt i just i mean you could i suppose one could argue that the the uh, the valar could like resist corruption of the ring since they have more power than yeah but again they're they're staying out of this one for the most part anyway yeah, and Bombadil <laughs> so, didn't care. But yeah, Bombadil didn't care. But he's just an enigma. He's weird in every way. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, that's uh, you know, we we went into that last last episode, and uh, yeah, Tom Bombadil doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't count because he's just not. He's not that kind of guy. <laughs> Literally, we don't know what kind of guy he is exactly, but he's not that kind of guy. He's not all that uh, troubled by uh, by the ring. No, as with most earthly matters. But yeah. uh, over, I mean, the so when Sauron infused the ring with his spirit, uh, he <laughs> I don't know why he said it like that, but it was I don't yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it's just a weird uh, emphasis, I guess. Uh, <laughs> But he, it, it basically was, it, it picked up a portion of his will, and right. that's why it corrupts and tempts. It's not like, I mean, the the ring itself, you know. It's is, not his raw power. It's his, yeah. yeah, it's like his power and his will combined because, yeah, which is why, because again, if, if it were just his power, then somebody like Gandalf or Galadriel or even uh, Aragorn could actually probably wield it without uh, being corrupted. But since it, yeah. it's it's part of him, it's part of Sauron, so there's no... <laughs> you can't strain out the evil. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's sort of tainted, which yeah. it's, um, it's kind of the same as... Uh, once again, as with most things Sauron did, it's sort of Morgoth's uh, or Melkor's, uh, like a small version of a you know Melkor. Yeah. You know, Melkor's ring was the earth, and he right, corrupted yeah. it, and it was you know could never be fully cleansed of that evil. Right. And uh, you know Sauron's great work was the rings, and he corrupted the One Ring, and you know, once again, yeah, could never cleanse that. Yeah, obviously the inspiration for Horcruxes in the Harry Potter world. <laughs> a 
like most everything in Harry Potter. (laughs) Kind of a pale imitation of things that you see in Lord of the Rings. Not to just shit on Harry Potter. I've enjoyed Harry Potter. Yeah, well, but, it's like, uh, it's you know, a, you know it's like the fun kids version. Yeah, there's no, yeah. I mean, there's there's very few fantasy stories after Tolkien that weren't inspired by Tolkien, so. Yeah, it's, yeah, he's the granddaddy. He sure is. He's the OG, really. So, Zerby, I've got a, uh, I've got something in, uh, coming down the line here. Um, Ooh, what is it? What is it, it looks what's, like what's uh, way? I can't tell. We've alleged an allegory here. Have we? <laughs> I don't. That's I don't right. know how to intro this segment, but <laughs> yeah, it's it's yeah, it's an alleged allegory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tolkien, uh, you know, famously didn't like allegory, except for that one time that he wrote yeah. one. Except but for Lee Snidegel, yeah, yeah. Well, he didn't like allegory in his fairy stories. No, that's no, he did that, not. that. That's yeah. he wanted the them to actual, stand on their own. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, but in this case, he did have sort of an allegorical, you know, thing going on with the ring. Uh, so I I noticed that it there's basically one big you know, metaphor of the ring for uh, Sauron being married to his work. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, yeah, of of Sauron's many faults, he's a workaholic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, he just, he can't, he can't just compartmentalize, you know? He can't he's, just leave you know, his work at home. You know, he just, yeah, he's, he's just gotta, he's, he's just not really spending time with, you know, with his Nazgul the way he used to. <laughs> <laughs> and all, yeah, all of like his not... distant orc family. <laughs> yeah, they're like all latchkey kids. All, all <laughs> the Nazgul and orcs are latchkey kids because daddy's got to stay at the office late tonight again. Sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah, just he just sits the Witch King down in front of the iPad and just... <laughs> <laughs> also, the idea of Sauron referring to himself as daddy is very funny, too. <laughs> yeah that's whatever he's he's you know like communicating through his like you know mental assaults to uh try to (laughs) dominate other people's minds it's like daddy's here (laughs) (laughs) don't make daddy angry (laughs) yikes uh just you just wait till daddy gets home (laughs) yeah so i think tolkien just like thought of of Sauron and everybody else, you know, just take a vacation. Yeah, yeah take, take know, a little break. Not all about work. You gotta, you gotta live your life. Yeah, I mean, you know what? What are you working for if not to enjoy it? Like, yeah, I don't man. think Sauron ever takes a vacation. Well, he yeah, does he go to Numenor, but he, does go once on it, he turns it into Numenor. a work yeah. thing. He turns he it does. into a he work always, thing. Yeah, once again, he's like, you know what? I know I'm supposed to be just tanning, but. I could get some really like good I, corruption done right yeah, now here. I think, <laughs> some... I, could, I think I could sway the people yeah. of this island to, to worship Melkor, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, famously, uh, just no, like a relax. No rest for the wicked. Literally, yeah. no rest for the wicked. <laughs> oh, yeah. Look at that. And wicked he is. <laughs> yeah. He's... But not for the reasons you're thinking of. It's because he's not spending time with his family and his kids. <laughs> He's a 
No, it makes sense. All the other Ainur. Yep. All right. Well, that's definitely an allegory that Tolkien definitely intended. Yeah. I think it was intentional. Definitely. I haven't found proof on any of his interviews or anything, but I'm sure it's intentional. Yeah. Well, there's not all that many, really, so. Yeah, I'll I'll keep (laughs) sifting through the... uh, through the letters for it <laughs> yeah what else what else have we got on the ring i mean so oh one thing i wanted to ask what do you think so like the invisibility thing has always gotten me because it's gandalf says that rings grant power in accordance with the stature of the person wearing it right right correct yeah but the only things you know besides sauron that we ever see wear the ring or hobbits uh well a seal door does he wear it though oh yeah i thought he just that's how he it. initially escapes from the orc uh ambush um but as he's swimming across the anduin it flips off his finger he becomes visible and they just riddle him with arrows yeah, yeah. yeah he does put it on it, and he says that it causes him great pain to put it on because when he pulls it off of Sauron's finger, it oh, it burns the shit out of his hand. <laughs> <laughs> it's hot as a gleed, as he as, as it says in uh, oh, such a such a good word. Mode. I know gleed. It's like so. If you guys don't know, a gleed is uh, it's an ember. It's it's a it's an archaic word for ember. Or uh, you know, burning coal or something. And it like just that. sounds way more fun. Like I feel like glee yeah. should be used in any Christmas application. Oh for yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but uh, you know, either so way, spellings of glee too, which I would normally say this is a useless tangent, but like Tolkien was a philologist, so I think it's fine talking about word nerdy shit. Yeah, true. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there are several several spellings of this word, but uh, yeah, that's. That's what it means. It's an ember or a coal. Yeah, fun fact for you today. And yeah. that's an actual that's fact. A real, yeah, that's a real fact <laughs> that we won't have to correct next episode. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean... So the invisibility thing, what the... So I, I don't know. I was just curious. Like, what, <laughs> what level do you think it confers? In, you know, like, would Gandalf be invisible? I would expect no. I would expect the invisibility thing is only for those who wear the ring if if they're mortal. Yeah. So like if Aragorn were to wear the ring, he would also be invisible. Isildur became invisible. Um, yeah. But like the elves? See, that's a great question. That's that's a good question. I don't know. Um because they're they are free peoples and they're they are alive. So they're not you yeah, know, they have corporeal. Like they're immortal. Lives. Yeah, they're immortal, but they are, or they're, you know, ser- serial longevity is what they have. I guess not technically immortal. I think we could just, but, we could just yeah. say immortal, immortal yeah, for, for, yeah, <laughs> for our purposes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but because they are like people, you know, it's, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. It's I mean, a good it, question. Would an elf turn invisible? Shit, it's another... that's a really good question. I don't know. I mean, I would think so. Yeah, but you could probably. I would guess that. yes, but um, yeah, just because they are, they sort of have mortal bodies almost. Yeah, but they do have immortal souls. Well, it's just one of those Damn things. It, that's a really Tolkien's... tough question. I have no idea what the answer to that is. 
Tolkien, well, I don't think any of us do. His his <laughs> magic and everything like that is just such a soft magic system that yeah, you just don't like. There's no crunchy like yeah. It's not it's not like in say Harry Potter false. where you say a spell and a, a laser beam comes out of a wand. It's not yeah, yeah it's not like that. Yeah, you're but right. Like, it's far even, more subtle. Even Harry Potter is like a somewhat soft magic system just because there's there isn't like a an associated cost and like uh exact right. limits that you can see but Tolkien's right yeah i guess uh, <laughs> if you don't know the difference in fantasy there's soft and hard magic is yeah. sort of like range of how that works and it's sort of like how <laughs> Just sort of like how uh, well defined is you know the mechanic or the mechanics and like how quantifiable is magic would be like harder. Yeah, and soft uh, magic is also my uh, stripper name, by the way. Ooh. I don't get a, I don't get a lot of customers. <laughs> uh, if I was I hard mean... magic, it'd be better. But I already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I. Yeah, I can see. Actually, where hard went magic wrong is there. a pretty. Yeah. Hard it just does sound like the name of a hard magic sounds like the name of a softcore porn that you would have seen on like Showtime back in the like, both of them sounds or so. <laughs> both of them sound great, but there's like something off about both. You know? Oh yeah. <laughs> and I don't think like medium magic really does it either. <laughs> medium magic. <laughs> 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 like do, like do you mean like you can talk to the dead or like it's like no i'm just somewhere in the middle yeah, <laughs> so you know yeah i'm like i can i can talk to dogs they can't talk back to me though you know <laughs> uh, like, i can't they can understand me but i can't understand them so yeah like i, I can fly but only it's like just, as as long as a normal person can jump <laughs> right <laughs> Yeah, I can fly, but only as high as I can jump. So, you know, <laughs> it's medium magic. It's not really all that impressive. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. But, uh... Well, I lost my train of thought. I'm so <laughs> sorry. That, that was all me. <laughs> the but, grades uh, of magic? Yeah, I don't know. Well, that, that provides us a good uh, segue, then, I guess, into <laughs> yeah. the uh, sponsor we have lined up who Ooh. is going to be providing the rings for our uh for our uh adaptation in uh you know 2050 or so we've so uh, a, is a mad men of the west segment yeah yeah it's it's the mad men of the west yeah we just i forget because we don't have a stinger yeah, <laughs> yeah i got to i got to i'll record we'll, some music we'll figure, for that. We'll, <laughs> we'll figure out how eventually to just... we'll this will sound like a professional podcast. <laughs> we'll figure out how to just sort of edge into copyright infringement for Mad Men. Yeah. But uh for now we've got K Jewelers uh yeah. as our as our uh, potential sponsor down the road. Yeah, assuming they're still in business by the time we uh, you know, we just assume everybody's still in business by then. Yeah, we we have to. I mean, <laughs> how else how else are we going to make our money in this uh, in this yeah, adaptation that, that we're eventually going to do? That's just selling off the legendarium piecemeal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, 
that's that's kind of the point of this whole thing. But right. uh, I I've got so for K Jewelers, I mean the sponsorship seems obvious, the opportunity. But oh yeah, I've, I've got a couple taglines lined up, and I just wanted to run them by you. All right, let's see what you got. Let's because uh, again, so, the whole point is to sell stuff so that we can make our money. So. What's what are some of your your slogans? Like, let's hear it. I'm uh, tired of working right. for free. <laughs> all right, all right, take it easy. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> uh, every kill begins with K. Yeah, How about that. Right. I mean, yeah. that's like it seemed over the plate, but it's not very specific. It's not. Know? I mean, you know, if if some dastardly hobbit has uh, taken possession of your ring. You're gonna have to kill him. <laughs> yeah, no, like I, I'm not saying it's it's not present or involved. It's just not very specifically, you know, right? Lord of the Rings yeah. related. Yeah. Uh, how about every witch king has a K? <laughs> I mean, that's it. Doesn't I, I, I really like that one? Actually, that's <laughs> very good. The syllables don't really work with, uh, <laughs> you know, with that, but. And it's not at the beginning, so I couldn't do, you know, every witch king begins with yeah. K, because... Yeah. yeah every witch just, king it doesn't has a K, right. yeah. Yeah, he does, yeah. yeah. Because they're our sponsor. <laughs> they yeah. made all of our rings, and he's, he's got, got a ring. ring. Uh, uh, yeah. And then, right. then last, uh, I've got every kinslaying begins with K. <laughs> <laughs> They'll also be providing us with the, the Silmarils. Uh. <laughs> Yes, the for our ine- inevitable uh, Silmarillion adaptation. You know, you know, K jewelers. That you could just run down there and grab uh, three uh, <laughs> peerless gems who capture the light of the two trees. And yeah, they caused... they they glow with their own light. Yeah, <laughs> cause basically every major event in the first age. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, and has know. ramifications into the second and third age too. So, <laughs> yeah. I, either way, we we've got something they can use. Yeah. And you know, again, we'll talk about the full ramifications of the Silmarils. That's going to be a special too. That's yeah. a special for sure. That's going to be minimal half, hour and a half episode. <laughs> but we're yeah, going to we'll, kick we'll that ring down the river. Yeah, let's kick yeah. that ring down the river. Hey, yeah, better. yeah, it's coming yeah. in handy now. <laughs> Finally, using our shorthand. Very well done, Sean. Uh, that's our shorthand for. We'll talk about that in a different episode for those of you who might have missed that. Uh, in whichever episode we decided that was happening. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Well, that's the last time we're explaining it. Otherwise, it's not shorthand. It's right, self-explanatory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh. All right. So. Yeah. Anything Every else you want to say? That's pretty good. Uh, yeah. 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 Um, I mean, th- we've covered a good amount of the ring. Oh, so another thing I wanted to mention was the weight of the ring. Yeah, that's a good. Um, yeah, that's a that's a good aspect of the ring we haven't touched on. Yeah, the weight of it. Something uh, you don't get as much in the movies because it's not like explicitly mention yeah it it seems more like metaphorical in the movies but it's physical uh yeah yeah it's definitely it's yeah you're 
physically feeling the weight if you're bearing the ring. I mean, we see when, um, I mean, obviously the closer you get to Mordor, the closer you get to Mount Doom where the ring was made, the heavier it gets, which is something that Sam observes when he thinks Frodo is dead in, uh, in the pass of Kirith Ungol and uh, takes the ring and he is like, oh, wow, yeah, he wasn't exaggerating. This is pretty heavy. <laughs> yeah, he's to, he puts it but... on, he puts it on the, the, you know, with the chain on his neck and it literally, like, he, his head, like, almost hits the ground. <laughs> yeah, that's how heavy it was. Oh, he shit. wasn't expecting yeah. this tiny ring to be <laughs> that yeah. much of a burden to bear, but it, I I liked that in the book because it does make Frodo just seem like way more of a badass that he's just been yeah. carrying this thing. It, there is a um, and uh, you know, I, I in, in the movie it does seem like Frodo's just kind of whining a bit. It's like it's so heavy, Sam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, just keep going though, right? But yeah, in the books, it, you really do understand. Like, oh yeah, this you know, this is an actual. An actual burn, on yeah. Him. yeah. So, do we think that, like, if they had a scale that, like, the weight of the ring, uh, after they've crossed, um, you know, the uh, oh, the, the, the uh, yeah, the uh, the the uh, F, uh, the FL Duas, across yeah. those mountains of shadow, like, the ring gets significantly heavier. So, do you think that if they put the ring on a scale on the on like the plains of Gorgoroth versus how much it weighed in? bag end like, in the shire do you think there would actually be a difference so i think this is it would it would either a have to be a sentient scale <laughs> named yeah uh <laughs> i don't know scaly or something and <laughs> scaly like, pale, sure, cool. <laughs> little yeah, south park uh woodland christmas critter christmas uh but i like it <laughs> yeah yeah uh and you know, it was just like, give me the ring. And then you put it on there, it would, <laughs> I think it would have to bear the increased weight. But if you just, if you plopped it on a regular scale, it would, I think it would just weigh the same no matter I, what. I think it would weigh the same. Yeah. It's, I think it's kind of like, it's it's similar to like okay so there, this has been a question is is does the ring is the ring a sen, is sen, is it sentient like does it have yeah. a will of its own and the answer is no but it does no. have a will of Sauron it does have Sauron's will in it yeah it has, so that's it, why it, it has it a will like, yeah because which a ring shouldn't <laughs> it, yeah yeah generally speaking yeah uh, but we know it like changes size. Like that's something that we know it it does do. It, it rolls um, away treacherously, it changes size to like fall off. Yeah, of that, somebody's I mean, that's, that's like it's, why they that's keep how it on the chain. Yeah, it intentionally slipped off of Isildur's finger as he is, uh, you know, in in yeah, the just to fields. try to yeah, just trying to get back to daddy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to get back to daddy. <laughs> so yeah so i think it's like if you were to put it on a scale i don't think i think you're right i don't think that the weight would would differ but uh yeah the closer you get to it's it's so birth i place. guess yeah i guess the better question is if if you know you had a frodo and you 
he was holding the ring and uh, otherwise was of constant weight. Yeah, and you yeah. weighed him in Bag End and in Mordor. Would it be a physical weight change, or is it just something that's only perceivable by the bearer? The bearer. I think it's only perceivable by the bearer. I don't think it's, that, uh, like a mechanical like a virtual. scale, whether it was digital or if it was like an actual old fashioned scale that they would have had in medieval uh, type of uh, era. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think you would see a. Yeah, you wouldn't be able to see a weight difference. I don't think it would. It would have to be a scale you would that feel the weight difference. Yeah, read in, uh, emotional weight. <laughs> right. Yeah, like psychic <laughs> weight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. sort of like like a scale that like you're watching Marley and me, and it just keeps getting heavier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, heavier and heavier until the end, where it's. Just it, unbearable. <laughs> or it watches you're watching a Pixar movie and it gets like super heavy for like the first ten minutes and then the last ten minutes. But otherwise <laughs> yeah. it's just like super light. <laughs> Fuck you up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. How dare you make me cry? <laughs> we're t- we're we're taking a hard stance against up. That's the podcast. Yeah. That that is our collective <laughs> take on up. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We're taking Tolkien's side and the whole Disney thing. <laughs> <laughs> Screw you, Disney. Yeah, I don't care about that stupid movie. It just Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I was just thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so screw Disney and screw Marley and me. <laughs> uh yeah, screw that dog. Yeah. Um so is there any <laughs> are there any properties of the ring we missed that you can think of? Uh, I mean, we got it trying to roll around on its own. Yeah. It can shrink and grow slightly enough to make it hard ring, to wear. The ring isn't sentient, but it's a dick, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's a good way to say it. Yeah. It doesn't yeah, it doesn't have a brain or anything, but it is an asshole. <laughs> it's just it's just a tricksy little tricksy little yeah. piece of jewelry jerk. And uh you know, it's that's, that's mostly stupid. that's on yeah. Sauron. Yeah. Yeah. That that's his fault. But yeah. um I think yeah. that covers it pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I think we did a decent job. If there's anything you can think of that we missed, uh Zerby, where do they find us? They find us at Ring us no no it's not it's Lord of the Wrongs podcast at gmail dot com or you can find us also on Instagram at a uh, Lord of the Wrongs podcast or is it Lord of the Rings pod Lord of the Wrongs pod let me check I don't I've only see. made it a few days ago so <laughs> <laughs> the, it's funny you you are not as tech savvy as I am but I am so social media illiterate at this point. Yeah, it's Lord of the Wrongs podcast on Instagram. There you go. Uh, okay. So check yeah, us well, out on Lord of yeah. the Wrongs podcast on Instagram. You can send us a message. Yeah, uh, they can they can yeah. slide into our DMs, right? Is that how that works? Absolutely. <laughs> you definitely can, and we want you to slide into our DMs or send yeah, us the email, that, whatever you want. Yeah, that's right. Get in here, hot stuff. Uh, <laughs> so anyway. Uh, I guess it's time for me. 
Yeah, it's to, time for uh, yeah, share a fun yeah. fact. Time for a Tolkien fun fact. What do you have for us this episode, Sean? Um, off to a great start. Of <laughs> <laughs> uh, what you know, what I've got when Tolkien was originally writing the Lord of the Rings and um was coming up with the ring wraiths they were originally gonna just be big crows Ooh, fascinating yeah they like shiny things they sure do never forget a face indeed they are uh carrion eaters but they also eat other stuff that's just a crow fact they're capable of spite you know that yeah. may, you know it all kind of tracks <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't want to say that crows are wholly evil, but I would say that those were going to be evil crows. Yeah. yeah, probably pretty large as crows go, I'd imagine, right? Yeah, no, I mean, like a six-foot crow is... God damn, all right, yeah. I would say unusually large for a yeah. crow. I would say so. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't, <laughs> I don't know that many crows, but I don't think they're usually like six, seven feet tall. But, None um, of the ones I know personally are that large. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, but when he was writing out the whole story, um, he, you know, like nine rings for mortal crows doomed to die just didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's. It doesn't sound very good, does it? It's like, wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> yeah, he, and he didn't want to change the poem, so he just worked backwards from there and figured out that yeah. nine just it just works better. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, thanks so much for that fun fact about uh, <laughs> that true that hundred percent true fact, John. That's <laughs> yeah, it's unfinished shells. Check it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So I guess anyway, with that we yeah. can uh, we can wrap up. Let's just wrap up and uh, yeah, we'll say Namadi. Join us next time, friends. Namadi.